jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender with Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hey everybody, welcome back. Folks, my next guest is an actor you know from The Leftovers, The Gilded Age, and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Please welcome to The Late Show, Carrie Coon. Lovely to have you. I dig that it's suit. Nice to be here. Thank you. When you're on with a VP, you have to wear a power suit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, here's here's the thing: is that I, I I've never had a chance to interview you before, but I'm sure we know a ton of people in common because mm-hmm. my sort of formative acting uh, time back when I was an actor was in Chicago. I, I know. lived there for 11 years. I know before my time. I'm so Thank young. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's that's all we have time for. Thank yes. you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for back. stopping by. I really uh, yes. wish. Uh, um, well, when did David you get Pasquese in Chicago? Pasquese is well, a Pasquese. dear, dear friend. I was just telling these people. About I know. Pasquese. I heard that yeah. part. It's a, it was he a was lovely. The first person I saw on stage improvising. I went, well, I want to be like that. Exactly. Me too. And I'm not. And I Neither love the I. Herald. I love it. It's so yeah, hard. It you know, the last time TJ and Dave were in New York, Tracy and Michael Shannon improvised with them, and it was oh. so. That was the last time I saw him. But he's so he's wh- the best. Where, did you grow up in Chicago, or did you move no. to Chicago? I grew up in Ohio, outside of Akron, Ohio, in a small, mm. thank you, small town. It used to be, woo, now we're a little, you know, we're on the edge. And, uh, and then I went to school uh, at UW-Madison for graduate school, that sure. renowned acting program. Yeah, sure. that's also gone. And, um, and then, uh, and then I, the directors I was working with at the outdoor Shakespeare Theater were all mm. Chicago-based, and so it made sense to go there. Well, we're lousy with Chicago people in this program. My showrunner <laughs> over there, Tom Purcell, we first met in Chicago. Excellent. We love Chicago here. Yeah, we do. What is it you love most about Chicago? Like, what are your, what are some oh. of your, your most formative memories of Chicago? Well, I love the lake. I used to, you know, play soccer by the lake and then jump in. You know, it was very idyllic in that way. Sure. And then the Athenian room, you know, the Athenian yeah. room? Every, yeah. All the Northwestern students are waitresses there, you know? Yes. And um, we, my husband and I go there for our anniversary and have the Kalamata chicken for oh. $12.95. That's a great deal. That's the Athenian room. Now. Yeah. <laughs> cash only. It's a night sponsor. <laughs> well, as you're saying, your husband is uh, a Poulter Prize-winning yeah. uh, playwright and, mm-hmm. and, and actor, Tracy Letts, yeah. um, who, by the way, has supposed to have been on this show twice. Yeah. He was the guest for the night that was canceled, the March 13th show that was canceled mm-hmm. three years ago, mm-hmm. and then we booked him again for when we were back in the theater, and right. he was my guest the night I got COVID. So we've canceled him twice because of COVID. Yeah, he might it's, not come back. It's nothing personal. Mm-hmm. How did sure. you two meet? Ah, that well, it's called a showmance. Um, we were doing Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf in Chicago? Oh dear, yes. This is. And uh, yeah, that that there you are. Play about marriage, yeah. yeah. And so we we met at Seven <laughs> Wolf, and um, he, he I remember the I walked in the door, and he said, "I'm very glad you're here." And I was like, "I'm so glad I'm here." And um, 
I, I, we, we thought we were being very subtle about all of it, but then as soon as we told our director and our co-stars that we were, that it was on, that we were gonna, it was gonna be full on, they were all like, yeah, big surprise. So apparently uh, the chemistry was very obvious from the beginning. Or do you have, uh, you know, the wonderful thing about stage is anything can happen. Yes. You know, it's not a controlled environment. Mm. You, you, you have your preparation, but the audience can change things up and your mm -hmm. fellow actors can change things up. Do you have a scariest moment on stage? Oh, gosh. I mean, I did fall flat on my face one time, but the, I think the scariest part was when I, I did Bug before the pandemic, which is one of my husband's plays. Sure. And then uh, we brought the play back after the pandemic to reopen Steppenwolf Theater because mm -hmm. it was, you know, kind of ready to go. And uh, I had had my second child, so it was 11 weeks after I'd given birth. I was back in rehearsals, really out of my mind. And there's a 10 to 12 minute nude scene in that play. So I was just parading around. As you know, it's a Chicago rite of passage to be naked on stage. Sure. You've done it, haven't I you? I have. I was 19 the first time I was oh, naked on stage. That's and very I tender. remember thinking, 19's a good age to be <laughs> That's naked. That's a great age to be naked. Yeah. And there try, was no internet. Try 41 after two kids. <laughs> try that. There was also um, no internet back then. Yeah, so that's right. Exactly. No, you're, it's true. You really right. have to be careful that sort of thing. But I have to say, Tracy said it was going to be really liberating, and it really was. Because what you found is that being naked was the least of my worries. The play is so hard. Mm -hmm. The end of the play is so hard that that became like a re relaxing moment. That wasn't with Dex Bullard, was it? No, no, Dex. It was um, David Cromer. Okay. Yeah. But I uh, love Dex. Uh, Dex, Dex is great. great. Dex was my yeah. old partner in crime. When I was starting off as an actor in Chicago, and he used to call me up, and he would say, do you want to get in trouble? That's what he would say. <laughs> and that That's meant, a great opener. And that meant he, has, he, had, he had booked a space, uh -huh. and he had called, like... Richard Christensen and, mm -hmm. and Hetty Weiss and Larry uh -huh. Balmer right. and to come review the play from the, you know, the, the right. Trib, the Sun-Times and the Chicago Reader and named the play and not written it. <laughs> and he and I would get together and we would, and write, write, a play? We would write the play and put it up because... And how much time? Oh, we would give ourselves about 10 days to write and rehearse the play, and then they would come to see it. And we'd only play one weekend because it would basically be between productions of other theaters. We'd get the stage for free. And did you have, a, like, a company name or something? Or no, did you just... it was just, let's get in trouble. And that's what I tell young actors <laughs> when they so say, great. like, how, how do I do what you want to do? Somebody just asked me earlier, how do you do, I want to yeah. like, do that. And I said, and what I would say is, like, go get in trouble. Mm -hmm. That's good advice. Commit yourself to go do something on stage yes. and then invite people you care about. That's right. That's really good. <laughs> and, you know, the other thing I would say, too, especially to young women, is that, um, you know, I was a really good student. I was a straight-A student, and I was a really good girl, and I wanted to be a good girl, and I wanted to... Yeah, I did just drop that, didn't I? I wasn't really a straight. Math was really difficult. And uh, I, I just... You know, one of my directors said to me once, I don't want to work with a good student. I want to work with an artist. And just, you know, to be, not to worry about being right and being yeah. good all the time was such good advice to me. Because you have to make mistakes. Were you a waitress? Oh, Stephen. I'm the worst waitress you've ever seen. Really? I got a waitressing job once. I told them that the place in my hometown that I worked in burnt down and that they couldn't call for references. So I got a job at Bob Evans. <laughs> And my you first, had to lie to get I a did. job at Bob yes, Evans? I did, I know, I know, and I shouldn't have done it. This <laughs> I had woman... to falsify my passport <laughs> to work at Cracker Barrel. No, totally, really terrible. And the first day I worked there, this woman, I'm sure she was supporting her family, you know, three sure, kids or something, course. and she was like, are you right-handed or left-handed? And I was like, right-handed? And she was like, switch your tray. I was like, oh, okay, I, mean, I was doing everything wrong. Everything was backwards. Um, the, the, you're now starring in... Uh, but you're new... a good waiter, aren't what? you? You're a good waiter, aren't you? 
Uh, it was pretty good. I can handle a lot of tables. Good. It was hard to put me in the weeds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see, even scoozers? You just dropped that. You see that? Yeah. yeah no, ever... I never did. Oh, really? No, I think it was maybe it was it closed when I got. Yeah, because you're so much younger than I'm I am. I'm so young, Stephen. Man, I'm just how so many young. times are you gonna say that? Uh, one more. I'm so young. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the new movie is uh, called uh, Boston Strangler. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> for, uh, for, do you enjoy true crime? I do. Yes, yeah? I'm always afraid of being murdered. It's always good to be vigilant. Sure, and you think that true crime keeps you on edge? Well, it's good on to your toes? Think about all the ways they get somebody and see if you can avoid them. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what did you know of anything about the case before? Well, I knew the, the Tony movie? Curtis movie, yeah. so I knew that you know DeSalvo was the killer of all these women. Except that's not true. We don't know that that's up. He was only. He was never charged for any of those murders, mm -hmm. and he's only been connected with, by DNA evidence to one of those murders, so we don't know for sure if he was the only killer. But most importantly, I didn't know there were two female journalists who helped break that story and connect all the crimes and warn all the women of Boston that they might be murdered. And those women have been completely erased from that story. And that's who you and Kara Knightley Correct. play in this. Yes. We, we have a clip here. Can you, can you tell us what's happening in oh. this clip? Uh, in this clip, um, uh, Kara Knightley's character, Loretta McLaughlin, who was a real journalist, was receiving a lot of death threats for covering the crime, and she's received another death threat. Jim. Someone came to the house. They put it in the mail slot. It's just me and the kids home. You think it was a deranged cop or some deranged asshole? Exactly pleased about it either way. Where are you going? No, I didn't say anything when you put our pictures in the paper, but you and I both know what that was. That was a stunt. And I know you want to sell your papers, okay. but at what cost? There's more than one lunatic out there, and you're going to get us both killed. Okay. Take it out. Okay. We're not putting our picture in the paper anymore. Yeah. Thank you. It was so lovely to have Thanks you here. For me. Please come again. I will. That was with so much I'll more to talk. Tracy. Maybe you Please. can wait. Sit so much more to talk watch. about. Yeah, definitely. Boston Strangler premieres Friday on Hulu. Carrie Coon, everybody. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pacho with Stephen Colbert. The Late Show will be back from our spring break on March 27th with all new episodes. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pod Show, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. For more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Hey, it's Matt Norlander with the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, and it is tournament time, people. So listen to the one podcast that will cover every upset, Cinderella, Bracket Buster Sleeper. We've got it all covered, every round, reaction shows, all the way up through the championship game in Glendale, Arizona. To find us, search Eye on College Basketball podcast wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.